Jesus saves. We thank you, Lord, that it's by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Thank you for that truth this morning. Lord Jesus paid a debt he did not owe because we had a debt we couldn't pay. I thank you for that this morning. He's our focus in this hour. We love him and appreciate him, Father, for sending your only begotten son to come to that cross to shed his blood. And we thank you, Lord, that that blood that was shed is enough to cover the sins of the whole world. And we thank you for that. For by grace are ye saved, it says the Bible, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I thank you this morning that I know I'm saved by grace through faith. I thank you for those that are my brothers and sisters that are gathered here today, this morning, and that they know so that they are saved by grace through faith. Now, Lord, I pray you bless the rest of the service, Lord. We thank you for the baptisms. We thank you for what you've done already in Sunday school. And we thank you, Lord, that we are children of yours by grace. In Jesus' blessed, holy, and immaculate name we pray. Amen. Church, and uh, we got quite a few to uh, baptize this morning. This is Elizabeth. She's put her faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm just so thankful this morning that we've got uh, young ones, we've got old ones, we've got ones that come to the faith at a, at a young age, and then we've got those that are just starting their walk uh, with the Lord, and it's just amazing, every single part of it. And uh, truly, the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. His mercy endures to all generations. Amen. And we just keep seeing God being good to us and blessing over and over again. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for Elizabeth and for her putting her faith and trust in you. We're thankful, dear God, that uh, for her family and what they mean to our church, the blessing that they are, how you've been faithful to them. And now their family is experiencing the joy of uh, just a good Christian living. And it's just a blessing. Dear God, we pray that you'd keep her in your grace. We pray that she'd grow uh, in her faith and in her walk with you. We love you, God, and are thankful for all of this. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. In obedience to the command of my Lord and Master, and upon your profession of faith in him, my sister Elizabeth, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. her savior and we are so excited about that and what the lord's been doing in her life and uh we're just thankful isn't the lord good amen, amen. and 
we've known a few Petersons around here, amen? And the Lord just keeps blessing this family, and we're thankful for it. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Haley and her faith and trust in you. We pray that she would grow in grace and truth and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit as well. In obedience to the command of our Lord and Master and upon your profession of faith in him, my sister Haley, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Sophie and uh, her family are a little bit new to the church, uh, but I am thankful uh, that I've known the family for a while and uh, they have been a faithful family and Sophie come and accepted the Lord as her Savior and what a blessing that is and I know it is for her family. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Sophie and her faith in you. Dear God, we pray that she would grow, that she would come to know you better each and every day. And dear God, as we walk to... Uh, in our faith and grow, I pray that she would just have a place here that uh, she could experience it with friends uh, and with a family that loves her and cares for her as she grows in Christ. In obedience to the command of our Lord and Master, and upon your profession of faith in him, my sister Sophie, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. church and as a part of it and we're just so thankful for it. Dear Heavenly Father, we're thankful for Evie. We're thankful that you saved her by your marvelous grace. Amen. We're thankful dear God that you were faithful to our generations and that you blessed a church like this to have family, not just because it's blood, but because the blood of Christ has made us family. We're thankful for that. Dear God, I pray that you would continue to, uh, for her to grow in you thankful for. In obedience to the command of our Lord and Master, and upon your profession of faith in him, my sister Evie, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.
this is Sadie. We thank the Lord for Sadie, and she's a blessing. She's full of life, full of energy, and uh, brings so much of that to our youth group and to everything that she does. I know the Lord has great big things in store for her. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can know Jesus Christ. We're thankful that we see it also in the lives of these young people as they experience the goodness of God in their life. Dear God, I pray that you'd be with Sadie, that she continue to grow and just be a light, dear God, as her, as her wonderful personality speaks to just uh, the goodness of God. I pray that it would keep doing that. In obedience to the command of our Lord and Master and upon your profession of faith in him, my sister Sadie, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Hey, bro. This is Will. This is Sadie's brother. Got a couple of siblings we're baptizing today. And all the things that Sadie is, Will is not. <laughs> he has a quiet demeanor, but he has a super kind heart, and he's a generous young man, and it's been a pleasure to get to know him and his family, and uh, I know the Lord's going to do great things with him as well. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that Will has put his faith and trust in you. Dear God, we're thankful that uh, he's growing in his uh, knowledge and in his love of you. Dear God, we would pray that he would continue to grow. Dear God, we're just so thankful, dear God, that we can see our families and see our young men, dear God, be willing to take these steps of faith and be willing to just uh, follow you in whatever you ask. In obedience to the command of our Lord and Master, and upon your profession of faith in him, my brother Will, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. trust in the Lord many years ago, but was never baptized. And she's had a few troubles and difficulties in her life, and that might be an understatement, but the Lord is proving to be gracious in her life, and we are thankful for that. And we're praying that this family, as they come and join it to be a part of our church and to be a part of this family, that they'll get to experience some of the love of Christ in that as well. And we're just so excited about what the Lord can and will do in their life. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for Cheyenne. We're thankful for this family that you brought our way. Dear God, we pray that you would continue to help them grow. That you would just find that they would find that, dear God, you are more uh, than they could ever imagine. Amen. And we know it's hard sometimes to trust. It's hard sometimes to move forward. But, dear God... Give them the grace they need each step of the way. Yes. Let our church be the kind of church that can help Amen. them each step of the way. Dear God, let them know that there's folks here that love them. Let us display that love of Christ to them as well. In obedience to the command of our Lord and Master, and upon your profession of faith in him, 
my sister Cheyenne, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Jason have been here for a long time, and uh, we're thank the Lord that they've been here and just serving and finding out what's going on, and now we're excited that they've actually joined our church and are officially members, even though we already kind of considered them that way before, but they wanted to take this step and be baptized, and as they shared with me their testimony of how God has just changed and done amazing things in their life. I'm just once again reminded that God has the power to change those things that are broken and do absolutely amazing things. What a blessing it is. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jeanette and her profession of faith in you. Dear God, we're thankful that she prayed for her family and was willing to just keep praying. We're thankful, dear God, that she saw results and that, dear God, they're here with us faithfully serving. Amen. Dear God, we're thankful that she put that faith and trust in you. And when things might not have looked great, she trusted. Dear God, I can't help but say it, that she was just so thrilled that she had a husband who wanted to be in the house of God. And how long she had prayed for that. God, I'm thankful you answered that prayer. Yes. I'm thankful that this family is here and we pray that you would continue to bless them in obedience to the command of our Lord and Master, and upon your profession of faith in Him, my sister Jeanette, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And here's the one she's praying for. We might need a bigger baptistry. <laughs> I'm not going to say a whole lot, except that when they came and met with me as a pastor and shared what they had gone through, my heart was just overwhelmed by the power of God and what He can do. He truly turns lives around. He takes the old and makes it new. And he sets us on a new path. Man, I'm thankful for that. There's no greater testimony than the power of a changed life. Jason is that testimony. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you can still do amazing things. I pray, dear God, for this family. We are so grateful. We know that you have done a mighty work. We praise you for it. In obedience to the command of our Lord and Master, and upon your profession of faith in him, my brother Jason, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. You know what? 
Some of the people that have come into our church recently, they still carry around some of the scars of the world. Did you know that? Still there. Still got some of those scars of the world. They, sometimes they're ashamed of them. But let me tell you something. One day Jesus told Thomas, he said, Thomas, look here. See what I got in my hands? See what I got in my side? You don't have to worry about the scars of the world. I already took care of all that. And so one of these days, they might have to carry the scars of this world around for the rest of their life. But one of these days, they're going to walk through the streets of gold. And they're going to meet the Savior. And they're going to look down. And their scars are going to be gone. But Jesus is going to say, your scars are gone because mine are still here. I'm still carrying mine so I can help you get rid of yours. Let me tell you something. When we pick, pick up some folks in our church, and we've picked up a lot of them through the years, that the devil's beat them down and the world has beat them down and caused them heartache and bitterness and difficulty and struggle, don't you dare look down on them. Jesus reached down for them. And I used to sing it years ago. I'm not much of a singer anymore, but I used to sing it years ago. The Savior had to reach way down for me. I don't know about you, but he had to reach way down for me. And I'm, I'm just glad that the Lord was willing to reach all the way down to where I was, pick me up. Amen. So if you're reading with us through the Bible, and I hope you are, then you uh, ought to be in 2 Samuel this week. You ought to be in 2 Samuel chapter number 9. And I'm going to read a passage of scripture, a verse from there. And it's going to seem like a little bit of a strange verse. Uh, but that's okay. It's, uh, it comes from, comes from 2 Samuel chapter 9 and it's verse number 8. And it's talking about Mephibosheth who had the scars of the world. <laughs> he was lame on his feet. And David brought him into the house of the king. And this is what, he, what Mephibosheth said. When he was presented to the king David, he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? And you know what David said? David said, From now on, Mephibosheth, you're going to eat at the king's table. From this day forward, we all eat from the king's table. Doesn't matter where you come from. He came from the land of no bread. Brought all the way uh, to, uh, uh, to the uh, city of David. Uh, brought into the house of the king. The palace of royalty. And sat down at the king's table. To feast on the good things that God had for him. And we have come to feast on the good things that God has for us. If you're here this morning, you're visiting with us first time, first time in a long time. Uh, we sure would like to give you a visitor's packet. Would you raise your hand nice and high so we can find you? Uh, visiting with us first time, first time in a long time. Let us know and we'll get a visitor's packet to you. All right, always praise the Lord. Good crowd again today. Praise the Lord for that. All right. All right, if you need a prayer card, raise your hand nice and high. If you need a prayer card, uh, and we'll get that to you. Prayer cards, okay. And uh, ushers have got those ready. You fill that out, drop it in the offering plate as it comes around. And uh, we'll uh, remember that this evening. And then it'll go in the prayer list for next Sunday. So I want you to do that. 
Choir practice tonight at 6 o'clock. Dollar Dog Night in the Fellowship Hall uh, for the youth group. You don't want to miss the opportunity to do that. Everything, you don't have to make a donation to go have a dog, uh, a hot dog with us. But any donation you do give will go to help the youth group. Uh, and uh, uh, who'll be then they'll be going specifically going to camp so we want to help them with that men's 33 series is still continuing on Tuesday nights at 6:45 in the family life class that's basil's classroom downstairs in this building and so you want to make sure you uh, get to that youth group flower pickup is March Friday March the 31st from 2 to 4 and Saturday April the 1st from 10 to 11 paint night is this week uh, Friday night March the 31st at 6 o'clock in the fellowship hall and everything from that goes uh, to help uh, discovery club so everything this week is helping the young people amen uh, sounds good to me all right group photos taken uh, for the church directory if you need to sign up for that there's a table in the main foyer over here when you go out the door go to your left and uh, that's the main foyer and they'll be out there uh, to take your name and get you signed up uh, to get your family photo made, but the owls, the O-W-L-S, the older, wiser, loving seniors, uh, they're uh, going to have their picture taken today immediately after, and I'm assuming that's in the choir loft. Is that right? Okay, so owls come on up. Uh, and then the Easter luncheon for the Owls is next Sunday, immediately after uh, the service. We'll be having the Easter lunch, and we want you to be here for that uh, and not miss out on that. All right, I think I have a card here. I'm trying to remember if there's something I forgot. I'm sure there is. I can always forget at least one thing. All right, here we go. It says, thoughtfulness like yours lifts my spirits, reminding me that God is with us every day through the people in our lives and it says dear church family thank you for the flowers cards especially the prayers I am still recovering from surgery but appreciate all of you thank you for the blessings you are and all the happiness you bring with love Sonia Jennings and so we're glad to see her here today wave at us Sonia we're not gonna make you stand up there we go and give her a nice round of applause she's recovering well praise the Lord for that all right, we're going to ask our ushers to come forward. Oh, I do know that uh, I was going to mention to you, I appreciate everybody that has uh, kind of reached out to Helen and I. Uh, early Friday morning, uh, her brother was in a very serious car accident in Texas. Uh, they moved him from Nacogdoches Hospital to the Tyler Hospital in Tyler, Texas, much better hospital, and uh, uh, they are doing surgery on him today at 2 o'clock. Two o'clock today, they're doing surgery. He broke his neck, and they're going to be working uh, on uh, on the very uh, on the back of his neck, the very top of his spine. So, be in much prayer for him. And then Helen and I are leaving in the morning, and uh, we're uh, we're flying out uh, to Texas tomorrow to spend a few days with the family, and hopefully uh, he will get a little bit better, and we'll be able to talk to him before we have to come back. But we certainly would appreciate your prayers for our traveling. While we're away, would appreciate that very, very much. You give as the Lord directs, and I know he'll bless you for it. And I'm going to ask Willie if he would. Willie, would you ask God's blessing on the offering? Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for the chance to be in your house. Again, this morning, worship you in spirit and truth. Father, I just want to pray for the service today. Be with the choir as they sing. Father, just uplift your spirit. Be with the man of God who brings the word this morning, Father. Is there somebody here?
who is not saved, Father, today would be the day to get yes. saved, whichever lasting too late. Yes, Father, dear Lord, just be with pray. this offering now. Be with the gift and the giver. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Page 185. 185. Everybody stand. Down at the cross where my Savior died. Down where for cleansing from sin I cry. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. I am so one saved from sin Jesus so sweetly abides within there at the cross where he took me in glory to his name glory to his name glory to his name there to my heart was the blood of fountain that saves from sin I am so glad I have been burning there Jesus saves me and keeps me clean glory to his name oh glory to his name glory to his name there to my heart was the blood of All right, choir in this last verse, come on up. Come to this fountain so rich and sweet. Cast thy poor soul at the Savior's feet. Plunge in today and be made complete. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied glory to his name amen you may be seated No 
I've read the words in red How you leave the 99 To find the one missing Feels like that was written With me on your mind And the prodigal son who ran Leaving his home behind The part where the father came running to meet him Did you say that with me on your mind? And you did it all with me 
Yeah. 
I'm not going not gonna to preach this morning. Well, actually I am, okay? But just hold on, I'm going to do it really fast. We're going to leave the choir right up here because they're going to sing an invitation uh, for us in just a moment. But in the book of Acts, it was, it was, I'm preaching through the book of Acts on Sunday mornings. And because it was a baptismal service, I kept going back and forth going, Lord, should I preach something about it? But where I was in the book of Acts was so beneficial, I believe, for where we're at with those who have been baptized with so many different things. And the Lord is like that. And again, once again, speaks to the fact that this is why we preach through the word of God, because he has what we need when we need it. And I'm in Acts chapter 13. I'm going to read chap, uh, through verse number, I'm going to go from verse number 4, and I'm going to read down just a little bit. And then I'm going to really quickly this morning give you the heart of the message so that we can uh, just bring it to a place of invitation this morning. A, a challenge this morning and see what God's word's doing. So in Acts 13, verse number 4, the Bible says this. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, that's Paul and Barnabas, who are going to be the first missionaries, which we already talked about. They're going to go and they're going to start on this journey. Journey. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And, the, and when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they also had John to their minister. And when they had gone through the isle unto Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Elymas the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately fell on him a mist in a darkness, and he went about seeking some man to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Let's pray. God, help us with this word this morning. Dear Lord, you brought us to this passage this time right now. And I pray that you would use it in a special way. Dear God, I do believe you have a very specific uh, message for us this morning. It's pretty easy. It's not difficult to grasp. But dear God, it is often something that stumbles us right as we get out of the gate at working for you. At, at having a victorious Christian life. At seeing real victories in our life. And dear God, I pray that whether we're a new Christian or whether we're, we are one who has been in the fight for a while, we might have to look back and say, God, I just didn't start right when it came to walking with you. Dear God, help us this morning to be willing to look into our hearts and say, God, am I, am I working for you? Am I fighting for you? Am I doing that 
that promotes the faith of Jesus Christ. Help us this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. So it's a pretty easy to understand passage of scripture as we read the narrative this morning. We see that Paul and Barnabas are setting out on their very first missionary journey. I want you to remember that. That's where they're going. Their very first missionary journey. And as they go out, they go through certain places as their custom is. They go to the synagogue and then they preach. But the Bible points it out that right from the beginning, as soon as they set out, they come to this little island of Paphos. And not only that, they have been invited there specifically because this deputy, this one who is kind of a, an officer in that place, he has called for them. He wants to hear the gospel. And so as they're going there with a specific commandment, with a specific call, as they go straight there, this man, Bar-Jesus or Elymas, depending on which one you go by, he is working against them, and he's in the deputy's ear, and he's like, look, you don't want to believe in Jesus Christ. You don't want to listen to these men. And he is constantly working to diminish the power of the gospel as Paul and Barnabas are preaching it. And so I want you to notice this right away from the text, and this is what we're going, is that right from the beginning, as Paul here has done some training, Paul has has learned a lot about the Lord. He spent some time doing that. But as soon as he is anointed for a specific work, as soon as he sets out, he faces some real opposition. Somebody is in his way and says, you know what? Stop. I'm going to make this difficult. I'm sure that Paul has heard about Peter preaching on the day of Pentecost and 5,000 being saved. I'm sure Paul has heard so many things that are taking place. But here Paul goes out on the first job, the first assignment, the first thing that he's going to try to do for the Lord. And somebody is slandering him, causing all of this stuff, and is right in his face. I think you can make the application, right? When we start out to work for the Lord, we are going to face opposition. It's going to happen. It's going to be real, and it's going to be... It is going to be sometimes to us, even though no matter how much we talk about it and say it, it still shocks us and we go, what in the world's going on, right? We're like, oh man, I thought that everybody wanted to hear the gospel. Wrong. They don't. You're so excited that God has done a work in your life and you want to share it with somebody, but they don't want to hear it. And you're like, what's going on? I thought everybody would want to hear this. Well, I'm sorry they don't. And the world is still a cruel place. And life is still no fun. And sin has cursed so much of this world. And so many people are still living under the curse of sin that the gospel, it's not good news to them. And they don't want it. And they don't want it for their family. And they don't want it for their friends. And right out of the gate, there's going to be opposition. Boy, I couldn't think of a more practical passage of Scripture to come to the right here. Here we are celebrating this Sunday morning, and we come in, and people are getting baptized, and we're celebrating the goodness of God and how wonderful He is to us. Uh, and I am feeling like a spiritual high, but Monday morning comes quick. Amen? Amen. You're going to go to work, and you're going you're gonna to meet a jerk. Did you know that? Hey, it's okay to say that from the pulpit. 
You work with jerks, don't you? I, I work out in the real world. My son works for me. He's a jerk. No, I'm just teasing. We'll let him live stream that later. But no, it's the real world, isn't it? And does this apply? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It's real. And today we see a passage where it hits us. And I just want you to look at, I just want to look at it real quick. This is where he, these are the things that Paul did. This is what Paul was doing. Number one, he just met it. And I just want to put it real quick in a really simple outline. Number one, know the fight. If you go to verse number eight in what we read, it said that this man, Elymas, was seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. See, here's the thing. When we're on fire for the Lord and when we're serving the Lord, sometimes we get fanatical about all the wrong things too. What's important is the faith. See, what's important here is he was literally trying to stop Sergius Paulus from hearing the gospel and being saved. But you know what? We get caught up on all of these things on the outside that don't really matter. And we make the fight about all kinds of stuff that does not matter one bit. What matters is the faith in Jesus Christ. Now, here's the flip side of that coin. If someone is diminishing the faith, then guess what? It's time to stand up like Paul and look them straight in the face and say, that doesn't happen on our watch. That doesn't happen here. We contend for the faith, but we also are very sure of what the faith is. Sometimes it's okay to let the little stuff go. Did you know that? You might be like, Mike, I don't know. I'm just telling you. Sometimes our fights are not even worth fighting. Sometimes we've got to look and see what's real, what, what really matters. But in this case, we see he knew the fight. And when it comes to the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, there we are uncompromising. Isn't that amazing? Know the fight. Know the fight that you're in. Number two, know the spirit. Know the spirit. Notice what, sa what it says here in verse number nine. Then Saul, who is also called Paul, there's so much in there. First time that they use it, that phrase for him. A lot of reasons why. Can't preach him this morning. Wish I could. But anyway, then Saul, who is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Glory. Behold. When I've been frustrated with people, when I've been frustrated with situations, when I've had things not go the way that I thought that they should, I'm just going to be honest as a pastor. Do you know sometimes, you know, folks just, they don't do what you think they should do. You ever feel like that? Giving them solid Bible advice. Just won't take it, right? And I want to get angry. And, What's wrong with you, right? But the Spirit knows how to fight better than I do. And I've found so much wisdom in waiting on the Spirit to bring that to where You know what? Sometimes, though, too, the Holy Spirit has led me I believe even sometimes to a little bit of righteous anger too. That I've held back and I've held back and I've held back. And then one day, boom, I felt like the Holy Spirit gave liberty and boom. I feel like I, I have the liberty to just 
say it all, right? But it better be careful. It better be done in the spirit. That's exactly what Paul did. Paul's standing there, and he's like, that's it. That's the line right there. He is diminishing the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is keeping this man from having a relationship with Christ. Right now, I go full throttle. Know the Spirit. Know how to do it in the power of the Spirit. And then also the last one is know the purpose. What's the purpose behind it? I love this. I love this in this passage of Scripture. Verse number 12. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished, at the doctrine of the Lord. The purpose is that people would be saved. That's why we're in this. So that lives can be changed, turned around, taken from darkness to light, set on a new path, set on a new course. We are not talking about, I'm not in this so that you can live your best life now. I'm not in this so you can feel pretty about yourself. Eternity is what is in the balance. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is more than just this life. It also affects the next life. Uh, And guess what? The next life is a whole lot longer than this life. I would rather you be uncomfortable a little while now and have glory on the other side than to be comfortable now and live in eternity without God. It's better for a man that he go into heaven without his eye or without his hand. You get that passage now, don't you? You get it now, right? At first you're like, that's kind of harsh. But then you get it because it's eternity. This is what we are fighting for, for all of eternity. We are fighting so that folks can put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Know what it means to have eternal life. This is the fight. This is the purpose. One of the best books that I, I ever read on marriage, I got it in my office, but it it's talks about, uh, I, I can't remember exactly the way the title goes, but it's me and my wife in, in the light of eternity. And it talks about your marriage in the light of eternity. It's an amazing book. We never think about that that way, that relationship of an eternal one. But we are eternal beings. Did you know that? God has created us with eternity in our heart and in our soul. And we long for something more than this life. There is a home that tugs on it. And for so many, they don't even know what that tug and that pull is. And it's that a divine God has created them with eternity in them. We were made for so much more than this world. We really were. That is what we're fighting for. That's the purpose behind it all. Are we caught up sometimes? Hey, Satan's going to come and attack right at the beginning. Know the fight. Know the spirit. Know the purpose. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Listen, if you're here this morning as a believer and you're up against it, maybe, like I said, this applies not just to the new believer, but to, but to any believer. Because guess what? Maybe, maybe you just have found, oh, you know what? I'm going to get serious about serving the Lord now. And guess what? All of a sudden, it's like obstacles everywhere you go. Can I tell you, the Holy Spirit knows which ones to fight, knows which ones to drop, 
The Holy Spirit wants to take those burdens and make them lighter for you. The Holy Spirit wants to give you courage when it's time to stand up, wants to give you wisdom when it's time to stand down. The Holy Spirit wants to guide you through every part of that. We can fight the good fight in the right way. He can help. But then maybe you're here and you're a new Christian and you're up against it too and you just need some encouragement. You know what I love about our church? If you come down and get on the altar, folks will pray with you. Folks will help you through it. It will be real. And then you might be here this morning. Maybe Satan is using somebody to steal the word of faith right out of your ears. I'm here to say that you need that word of faith. That Paul was telling that man, Sergius Paul, as he was telling him, listen, Jesus Christ is the true and living way that any and all who put their faith and trust in him can have a real, meaningful, long-lasting, well, everlasting relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you don't know him this morning, we would love to introduce you to Jesus Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that we can preach the word of God. Thank you that we can speak Jesus into the life of people that need it. Be with our invitation. What a day we've had already. But if there's someone who needs to respond, don't let them, don't let them wait. Let them come quickly. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. As we stand and as the choir sings, many of you know this song. Sing it right along with them. Amen.
upon his shoulders. Ashamed I hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffers. It was my sin that held him there. Say 